This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic, clinical transitional modules. My name is Holly Musselwhite. I'm the clinical nurse educator for Kinetics USA. So I want to do some quick introductions with you um, who've been willing to join us. And we will start talking about um, who's joining us, and then we'll jump right into our topic. So Mark, if you don't mind, I'll start with you. Yeah, thanks. And hello, everyone across the world. My name is Mark Jones. I am one of the clinical managers here in the office at Amen International. I am happy to join everyone today. So one of my roles is to kind of assist in that transition process for our nurses coming abroad to the U.S. in terms of their clinical transition. So I'm happy to be here today. Thank you for joining us, Mark. And then next we have uh, Fong. So Fong, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our audience today. Hi, good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm one of the, um, uh, we call that the traveler. Uh, I have been walking about 11 months here. Yeah, uh, so far, I'm so happy. <laughs> so Fang is, has had the chance to get uh, to America after a very long <laughs> process, I'm sure. And so she's now getting to live the dream and she's gone through, I'm sure, a lot of interesting experiences as she moved here and began her work in the U.S. and learned more about our culture and experienced it. And then AJ, um, I will have you go next and then we'll have Sterl go. Hi, good morning. Uh, I'm AJ. Uh, I'm a nurse and I've been a nurse like five years ago and currently I'm in Florida. Uh, I've arrived for about a month ago and uh, it was a good transition. So Still, till now, I'm still uh, adjusting with everything here. So I'm still looking forward to a lot of things. Very good. Yeah, AJ, so you're going to be starting your new job soon here in the U.S. So you're just kind of adjusting and preparing. So we're really glad to have you on today. And last but certainly not least, Sterling, uh, if you'll introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Sterling Gedger. I work for O'Grady Payton International, AMN International, and I am our senior education specialist. So I help our nurses get enrolled in their pre-arrival education modules through our online learning system, make sure that they get those completed before they come, and then assist with any um, as-needed remediation items while nurses are on a assignment in the U.S. in regards to additional education. Happy to be here. Thanks, Daryl. We're so glad everybody's joined us. We wanted to have some, um, some information shared with you from our panel here today about the topic. So we're going to start with some of the basic information about clinical transitional modules. Um, our organization and many others who help nurses transition from where they're working overseas into the United States will encourage you to do some clinical preparation before you get here. There are a lot of things that you're going to be tasked with to adjust to life, to settle in, and then also to start to get familiar and comfortable with in terms of different clinical practices, 
different policies and procedures, different, you know, uh, roles that the, U- the U.S. nurse may have that may be different overseas. So it's a lot of adjusting to do. And I hear people talk about drinking from a fire hose, and it's a pretty accurate description. But we want to help you prepare for that. So um, first off, um, Mark, if you wouldn't mind, tell us for an international nurse, why, why it's important, you work with our, our international nurses from you know all different countries, why is it important that they do some clinical preparation before they even get here? Yeah, thanks. So I, I think the key is, and I'm sure many of you know from studying for your NCLEX, is there's practice differences when you get here to the U.S. Yes, you're coming as an experienced nurse. Some of you may have 20 plus years of experience. Um, but that does not mean that you are going to be excluded for some of these practice differences that we see. That's why it's such a key to kind of work on these modules. Uh, where are you currently working? It may be a certain policy where you are not allowed to do something as a nurse that we do as a nurse routinely here in the U.S. So, for example, IV insertion, one of those skills that some of our medical surgical nurses, it may be a physician responsibility in your current setting or urinary catheter insertion, depending on your gender, you may only be allowed to insert for a female patient, or you may only be allowed to insert for a male patient, depending on the part of the world you're coming from. So that's kind of why it's one of those key important differences that you need to to practice on, along with policies and procedures and things of that nature. Absolutely. And um, Sterling, would you mind telling us, um, you, you you work with the nurses when it comes to being assigned to some of these topics and things. What's the best time for them to work on this clinical preparation prior to their arrival? Yep. Thanks, Holly. So we find that it's best to work on these modules in advance of coming to the U.S. We assign a lot of our uh, education modules months and months before you come to the U.S. while you're in sort of an immigration holding pattern. Uh, It may be when you are interviewing with the facility or maybe after you've already accepted a job, but we want to get you these modules assigned and completed before you're making those really urgent concrete plans to come to the U.S. because we know in the last month, two months before you arrive to the United States, you're going to be so busy tying up work overseas, um, getting personal things taken care of overseas before you move. It's such a stressful time. So we really want you to get these modules assigned and completed early so that you can retain the information. You don't have to rush through them. You can really absorb what the material is teaching you, as well as in the U.S., some states require you to have CE credit in order to get a license. So we want you to go ahead and get that CE credit so our licensure team can start working on your license and that it's not a hold up or delay for you. Thanks, Daryl. That's really good information. The next question is for all of you. And the the thing that I'm wondering is what kind of topics are probably going to be the most useful? So maybe if each of you could give me a couple of topics that you think are going to be useful or they have been useful in the case of maybe Fong and what she's dealing with. Um, And actually, I think I'll start with Mark and then uh, the rest of you can kind of chime in after he shared a couple. I, I think for me, I see so many topics that are, are really important uh, for you to know as you come here to U.S. I think for me, my best piece of advice would be, what is something that you studied on NCLEX that is not a part of your daily routine as a nurse? 
Uh, you know your skills better than anyone else. So I can kind of pick different regions of the world where I can say this particular topic is probably a little bit more important than another. Um, and obviously EMR, that will be probably the, the most important one for everyone, a little bit harder to get that. Um, but know what your current skill set is and know where your, uh, you know, the differences lie between what you studied on NCLEX. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, Fong, you've been here now for a while. And so from your perspective, what are what would you say are a couple of things that should be studied before you come? Uh, all right. I think uh, for the knowledge basis, uh, everybody uh, will be well prepared because you need to pass the NCLEX and everything. Um, I have no problem that uh, all our candidates uh, will be, uh, you know, uh, be efficient uh, for that knowledge base. But there's one thing I want to, uh, you know, emphasize is the computer skills. You know, nowadays we all using the computers. So for for my facility currently, we are using the Epic software. Yeah, it uh, really gave me a hard time at the beginning. And even now, the mature staff, I mean, the local staff, you know, uh, they still having some difficulty, you know, to find where to sign, where to find things, uh, how to order. Yeah, uh, I think that is uh, one of the topic we should uh, include. Mm-hmm. I completely uh, agree. Yeah, yeah. EMR is, is big. And also, Fang, do you find that it's using the computer, but it's also that you may document things more exhaustively? A lot more information is probably going in there, but a lot more checkboxes and things and prompts that you're being given based on what your information is that you're putting into the system? Um, well, yes. The the searching for all those, uh, you know, uh, the place where you need to enter and where you need to find the information is a headache, you know, is a big headache. <laughs> and it's, it's a necessary one. So if at least your, your actual comfort with a computer is there, I think that's important. And there are some modules yeah. that will expose you to some concepts of EMR before you get here. And then uh, every yeah. system, you mentioned Epic, every system's a little different. And also, yeah. and, and that's because of where you work and what your policies are. Every system's a little different, so it can be customized. But there are some major players out there. Epic is is very well known. Um, Cerner is another system that's probably pretty well known. I think um, there's a couple others that come up kind of frequently, but those are two of the most uh, well known. So yeah. exploring that, I completely on. Completely agree. And it is a little bit of a headache, but you'll get there. And I think you're you're probably feeling a lot more comfortable now, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. After so many times exploring. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Okay. AJ, you're not yet started here yet, but what things um, have you seen that you feel like uh, they're really good to study before you get here? So for me, the most important thing is the basics because uh, it's where we came from that we, we tend to just like overlook about it. So for me, the best thing is to know their basics because uh, theories, theories, and like the the prop, uh, the the ways that you can see the patient, the signs and symptoms are quite different in comparison to your like uh, when you read a book or when you see it on a video. So you need to at least learn like the basics of your like uh, laboratories, for example. So you need to learn from it and just uh, look where you would be capable 
support of me to uh, excel more and forward to it. So just learn from it. Yeah. AJ, you mentioned labs specifically, and I think that's really good um, to touch on because when you get here as a nurse, you're when you're at bedside, you're the eyes and ears for that physician. They're not usually as present here, and the nurse is really the driver of the care. So they're picking up on what those abnormal labs are. They're going and assessing the patient and looking at the clinical presentation and seeing what's different. And then they're having to follow up with the physician and give a very good, concise description of what they see, what the labs are, what the vitals are, what they think might even... They give suggestions for orders. Hey, doc, can you give me orders for this or that? Because I think it would be helpful. So putting all of that together, when you say basics, it is it is basic nursing. And so if you're rusty on some of those key things like labs or assessment skills, you've got to get refreshed on that. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Sterling, what about you? What do you think is really important to review before they get here? Yep. So certainly those um, basic clinical practices, skills that we've all touched on, you know, we have some great courses on medications and um, documentation, like Fing said, you know, fall risk, lab values, like you mentioned, Holly. But I really love some of those soft skills as well. For example, customer service, uh, time management, communication, even though all of our nurses are English past and trained. Uh, a lot of times the communication here in the U.S. is very difficult because Americans speak so fast and the vocabulary can be different as well as accents can be a challenge depending on what region you're working in. So we have a great communication course that we can assign to help with some of those soft skills as well as customer service. That's a big difference in the U.S. that um, patients are treated a bit differently. Um, Their expectations are much higher a lot of times. And then certainly the time management course, this is so vital for when you first get on the unit. Like we mentioned with the computer documentation, sometimes you feel like you're taking so much time on the computer trying to find something, trying to document something correctly. So that time management course can really help you prioritize your tasks. Thank you so much, Sterling. So you guys have given some really great information. I want to move on to um, talk a little bit about um, uh, how much time we might need to devote. Because, of course, everybody's busy. (laughs) And so when you're saying, oh, my goodness, I'm supposed to do something else in preparation. I don't just have to go get paperwork together for my immigration or my licensure. This is going to take some time from you, too. So, um, AJ, I wanted to ask you in your experience how much time it took you to complete the uh, the things that you were working on for your clinical transition. Well, uh, for my transition would be, uh, I, I, I made it a point that my minimum time would be like a week, but my maximum time would be two weeks for all the modules that I, I've been given. 
so that in that way I won't be uh, lazy enough to just uh, think that it would be uh, after a month. So I made it a point because we're all busy and we know how how stressful it is when you are tired and you don't have a timetable for all of it. So I made it a point that uh, I'll be doing the modules in the morning. Then at the meet uh, at the lunch time, I would have a snack and have a rest or like a quick quick nap. Then in the afternoon, I would tend to answer the modules or till the evening if I'm still at the point of sanity of doing it. And yeah, I'm, I'm able to take rest. Yeah, that's what I did. Gotcha. So you took the approach that I'm going to really kind of get all of these things done in a tight period of time instead of stretching them out. Sterl mentioned that um, we can, we try to assign it where you've got some time ahead of time, a few months, but we know that some people, they're like, this is when I can get to it, so I'm going to get to it now. It sounds like that's what you did. Um, Fang, did you do the same thing? Did you try to block it off into a couple of weeks and get them done, or did you stretch them out a little bit? Um, yeah, I think uh, a, a bit the same, but I will do a time. Uh, I'm, I mean, I will do a plan, you know. I will go in and see which module, you know, will take longer time. So I will use a, a bigger block of time to study on that. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I will be more flexible. You know, one day I will do one topic or, you know, the short modules, I will do, you know, two topic or three topics so I can finish in about, yeah, one to two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys had relatively similar approaches. That's good to know. Yeah. Um so it, it may be that the important thing is when you're initially assigned the modules, not to feel overwhelmed. They are doable. So if you look at your list and you go, oh my goodness, I got all these things to do. Just take a deep breath. It'll be okay. Um, and we have two experienced folks who can tell us that. <laughs> um, all right, Mark, I, my next question is for you. Why do ho- What do hospitals and clinical facilities feel is important for the nurse why do they feel it's important to do that clinical preparation before the nurse even gets here? I mean, they haven't even started work with them yet. So right. why is that important from the hospital's you know, I, perspective? Sorry. I think one of the biggest keys is when you are coming here to the U.S. and you know, sometimes you're interviewing with unit leaders, sometimes you're just kind of getting an offer. Oftentimes they are expecting an experienced nurse to come in to, to their unit. And you are an experienced nurse. You know, our, our models are to bring in our, our experienced nurses. Um, so when you're talking to that manager, they want to see some of those skills come through. Um, now, we do our best on our side to educate those managers in those facilities that, yes, they are experienced, but there are some practice differences you need to be aware of as well that will result in you having a longer orientation than your typical uh, contract nurse coming to a facility in the U.S. But that's why it's so key to prepare and work through those clinical modules pre-arrival. That way you can get that theoretical knowledge. You can see those videos. And now it's a matter of acting on those uh, those theories and those videos that you've seen. Um, so that, that's probably the biggest key is those, like I said, the managers expecting an experienced nurse with time and, and within reason uh, of being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great insight. Um, Their expectation versus all of the things that you're adapting to, whether it's different equipment, the electronic medical record, how we package our our care um, items into into different arrangements. So there's so much that you're going to be learning, but there's still an expectation there. 
um, that you come with a baseline, I guess, and that you take some of that experience, you know, yes, a nurse is oftentimes, um, we know overseas, a lot of the nurses have seen the same textbooks you and I were taught with. So it's not that the material wasn't covered, but how it plays out in real life, it may be applied very differently here in the nurse role. And so starting to prepare for that, knowing the hospital's expectation is an important factor into, is this worth me doing it or not? The other thing I would add is that your um, your preceptors that you're going to work with, they've never worked in a lot of these countries or have any idea what the differences are. So they may assume when you get there and they say to you, have you done this or have you done that? And you say yes, that they're like, okay, great. I got an experienced nurse. But as time goes by, they may realize you did do it, but you did it differently. Or maybe the focus on that procedure was a little different or your responsibilities were a little bit different or how you document is a little bit different. And so at least if we use this to kind of bring you to a certain baseline, hopefully that helps you meet some of those expectations a little bit sooner and feel more confident. It's important to feel as confident as you can feel <laughs> when you're starting something new like this. All right. Um, so the other thing we wanted to talk a little bit about is you've done these transitions modules and now you're going to arrive here and start your orientation. And are there modules to be completed when you arrive in the U.S. before you start work? Or are you taken straight to the floor? So, Mark, I'm actually going to um, to let you answer a little bit of that because it's a great question. Yes, uh, that is a perfect question. So from our perspective, we want you to complete the modules that we assigned to you prior to your arrival in the U.S. The reason for that is, one, to give you the knowledge and to give you the insights of how those particular interventions, skills, diagnoses may be looked at here in the U.S., but also, too, because when you begin working here in the U.S., you know, nine times out of ten, the hospital that you are going to be working at is also going to have modules that you need to complete in those first week or two of your orientation period. And we call that that general hospital orientation. There may be some facility-specific guidelines and policies that you need to know and take modules on. Maybe you are going to a unit, for example, that sees a lot of bladder irrigation well, they're probably going to want you to take a module on, module on bladder irrigation as well, whereas that is not necessarily one of our standard bundle modules that we would add in. So that's, it, that's a great question um, to kind of give you a better insight into what it would look like once you work through those modules, both pre-arrival and in that first couple of weeks of general hospital orientation, that's typically when you get out to the floor and you start getting that hands-on experience. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Um, so, Fong, um, I wanted to ask you, how do the pre-arrival, how did the pre-arrival modules impact your orientation experience at the facility where you are? Oh, well, uh, as you go along the uh, topics, uh, you will definitely gain some uh, different uh, new knowledge. As Mark already mentioned, you know, there are definitely some discrepancies uh, between, you know, uh, each country. Yeah, so it will give you the ideas uh, uh, you know about uh, some uh, some of the differences that you might uh, uh, you know uh, face down the in the um, day to day work. Um, yeah, I think uh, um, uh, I I feel that uh, you know the if it, um, the professional communication is really important as uh, uh, Gillian mentioned. Yeah, it really helped. 
and uh, uh, the preceptor, the orientation with the preceptor is also, you know, um, for, yeah, it's very important as well. So make sure uh, you approach your preceptor uh, politely and uh, uh, ask them, you know, the main thing is, uh, uh, as Mark says, uh, there you you are confident uh, to know about all those skills, but important is you let them show you once. You know, let them do first. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. so, so that's a common um, nursing preferred way of learning. See one, do one, teach one. And yes. so it's okay to ask, can I go with you and see you do it first? Um, and, and see if they'll uh, let you learn in that way. Sometimes they're very amenable. Sometimes they're like, let's do it together. So you can be prepared for that too. That's um, right. Yeah, <laughs> Sterling, um, is it possible the nurse is gonna see these topics while they're doing pre-arrival and then they might see them again during their orientation? Yep, absolutely. So um, we have one course in particular that I've been thinking about as we've been mentioning preceptors called a proactive approach to orienting with the preceptor. Um, so that is really going to set the nurse up for success in communicating with their preceptor, working with them day to day. Um, it gives you some great examples of how to ask your preceptor at the end of the day, you know, what did I do well today? What can I do better tomorrow? Um, so that course in itself is really going to help you structure and know what to ask for your orientation. But certainly there are many topics that we give in pre-arrival modules that you'll see again. Um, some of the things that I think can be most helpful in those modules that the nurses will see right away is maybe equipment in the modules that they don't have back home. So then when they get to the floor, they see a certain piece of equipment and they're like, yes, I saw this in one of my modules or even vocabulary differences as it com uh, relates to medication. So overseas, you may call a drug one thing and here in the U completely different, but it's the same medication, whether we're using a generic versus a trade name. And then for those really important topics, for example, customer service, we may give you a course on that, but then your facility may give you a course on customer service as well. Um, a lot of hospitals really pay attention to those patient scores, customer service scores. Um, you'll hear a lot of that in orientation, and a lot of hospitals have their own policies and procedures as it re relates to certain topics. So they'll certainly want to provide their own education as well. Yeah, for sure. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.